Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the pants, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Dr. Zoe Today and our special episode, Breaking the Silence. Tonight, we're going to do something a bit different in honor of the overwhelming response from last week's interview with Angelo Garcia. Angelo's bravery in sharing his story of sexual abuse as a child before, after, and during his days in the same band as Ricky Martin got us started, Menudo, has inspired many to come forward and sharing their own stories. Angelo is currently an internet superstar sensation, and his fans have been so supportive, it's nothing short of amazing. And I have him with me right now. Welcome back to the show, Angelo. Hey, everybody. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about what happened since your interview with me last week. It's been insane. I never realized how much um, sharing something that vulnerable would have touched so many people's hearts. I mean, the media basically took the story and ran with it. It went viral all over in different major cities around the world. And, and you know, I'm, it was actually really overwhelming because I wasn't expecting such a huge response. And yeah. the overwhelming outpour of love on my page um, yeah. was amazing as well. Go ahead and give out that page so people listening that might not have tuned in last week can go and visit it. So the way anyone that wants to, you know, get to know me a little bit better, they can go on my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Angelo Garcia Cantante, which means singer in Spanish, and that's spelled C-A-N-T-A-N-T-E, Cantante. So Angelo Garcia Cantante. Um, and then I have my Instagram, which is Bigums, B-I-G-U-M-S, so Instagram at Bigums, and um, and my Twitter is at Angelo Pop Music, so if you want to get to know me a little bit better, that's the way to get in touch with me. And anyone who didn't tune in to last week's show, you can listen to it in the archives on the Dr. Zoe Today app or go to drzoetoday.com and listen to it there. Or you can go to iTunes and listen to it on iTunes so you can get caught up. Angelo has an amazing, amazing music career as well. We played Delusions of Grandeur at the end of the show last week, so you want to listen to the entire show so you can hear that as well. And you can also Google him on YouTube, um, and you can listen to that single as well. Yeah, and the see media- the video. Yes, and see the amazing video, yeah, that you look amazing in as well. (laughs) So the media did go insane, and it was trending all over the place. And when we saw that, my team here on the show decided to open up our 1-800 number to allow people to call in and share their own stories of sexual abuse as kids. Um, Angelo, this is so powerful. And I want to ask you, though, how has this made an impact on your own life personally? Because I know it must have been tough you hadn't even told your mom yet. So it must have been, like, tough but extremely liberating as well. So just give us a little inside, you know, of how has this, you know, played a role in your own life personally. I think you used the perfect adjective, um, liberating. Um, It definitely was kind of like 
when you hold a secret in for so long and I thought I would have held it in forever, but like I was talking to you after we hung up and finished the interview, you connect with certain people on a deeper level, and I think that you and I did off the bat. So I felt like I could trust you with certain things, and it was very comforting to be able to talk to somebody about it and actually get all of that pent up, you know, um, emotions that, you know, that are basically bottled up. It's like almost like a can that you shake, like a soda can. And I held it in for so long. So when I finally came out and I shared my story, it was most certainly liberating. And I'm actually really happy that I did because I feel like a huge weight has been taken off my shoulders. I appreciate what you said so much. My life's purpose, you know, I'm the confidential coach to a lot of celebrities and business Mm -hmm. leaders, political leaders, religious leaders. And it's my life's purpose to allow these types of things to happen. So I appreciate what you said so much, and I love you so much. And I feel like you're my brother from another mother for real. (laughs) I just adore you, and I'm so proud of you. Let's tell our fans how proud we are of them for participating in Breaking the Silence. Oh, my God, absolutely. I want to thank all of my soldiers. That's what I call my bands because soldier represents any anybody that stands for a cause. And it's really funny that we're raising awareness for, like, sexual abuse. And I'm all about anti-bullying, which sexual abuse is a form of bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to let all of my soldiers know and all of the people that, you know, called in and that were brave enough to share their stories how thankful we are. That you were brave enough to shine a light on something that's so, you know, secretive and so, you know, difficult for people to share, such as sexual abuse. Yes, many people called in and they started crying, so they had to hang up. Many people um, were not able to call, so they wrote in their stories. And for those of you who wrote your stories, we have my girl Shorty tonight who will be reading those stories. So without further ado, Angelo and I present your stories. I'm breaking the silence. Hi, I am not going to say my name. I promised you, Zoe, uh, that I would leave this on here. Um, Okay. I was three years old when I was raped and molested by my father, my uncle, and my older brother, and my my papa. When I... Hi, my name is Charlene Lloyd, and I was molested and raped by my family. I was beat, a bat stuck at my p- <laughs> my p- was burnt by them. And now I can't have kids or anything. Um, there is much more to it, but... I only have a few seconds to say all this, but I just want everybody to know to stay strong, because I did, and I hopefully I can get over this, and God bless you all. Hi there, I'm calling to talk about sexual abuse, uh, or any kind of abuse. I'm a survivor of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse, not just when I was a child, but uh, early in my 20s. I'm now 26. And I think the biggest message that people need to know is the abuse that people went through or are still going through doesn't define who we are. In life, everything is about choices. 
you can choose to be a victim and wallow in the pity, or you can choose to use it and be a survivor and use that as your fire and your power that no one can ever extinguish. So my message is for anyone that's trying to cope, stand tall, recognize it, you'll never forget it, but learn to live with it, use it, and help others. I hope this message finds somebody who's in crisis or get someone motivated to help change their lives. Just stand up. You're not alone, and you can do it. Thank you. Martha wrote, I was abused when I was only 8 until 14 and reported him when I was 14, and it's still no use. I just wish he could just die so I won't see him again. They let him go seven months later while I was in childcare with my brother and sister. And still my mom would see him behind my back. It was awful, and it still is, but I don't care anymore because I have the strength and courage to defend myself from him or from anyone, and I appreciate God for giving me the strength and courage I needed. God bless all of you, and I'll pray for every person who is sexually abused. God is with you and your loved ones. You are not alone. You're beautiful, and I know you're strong. My story is my five-year-old son was sexually molested by his father. He is now in prison for the rest of his life, mandatory. Hi, my name is Cynthia, and I am a survivor of sexual assault, both molestation and rape. I was molested at a young age by another victim of sexual assault, and she, yes, she did not know it was wrong. Later in life, I was brutally raped on two different occasions by two different men, one of which I was dating and raped me of my virginity while I was babysitting children. I called a friend who proceeded to try and help to come help me, and he proceeded to try and attack her on her way. The other one, I was out with friends, and he did what he did violently and then dumped me in a restaurant parking lot after robbing me. I'm sharing my story in hopes that those of you struggling will speak up and speak out. No, it is not your fault and seek therapy if you feel like hurting yourself. Don't let your attacker win. Take back your life. I don't share my stories and this is hard to do, but you must know that you are not alone and you're worth everything to someone or many someone. You're loved even if by a complete stranger and your life matters. Teresa shares, I am 46 now and the assault happened when I was six, all the way to, to about 13. I was scared and it took me that long to open my mouth. It was a male friend of my parents and he told me not to tell my parents because my parents were paying him to do it. And if I said anything to anyone, he would not get any money. At six, I didn't know really what was going on, but truth is my parents were not paying him. It took me until I was 13 to say something to a boy in my school I trusted. And he said, hell no, come on now. And then I had to tell my parents. Well, he left Manhattan, New York, and moved to Long Island. To this day, the police never did anything. They said it's too old of a case. I tell young ones that that if something is wrong, it needs to be talked about. Um, My my great-grandfather was um, molesting me when I was, I believe, nine years old. Um, I'd go over and to my grandparents' house and everybody would tell us kids to go visit great-grandpa because he wasn't going to be around forever. And for some reason, my brothers always left the room and I was always left in the room with him. And um, 
he um he would you know be do very inappropriate things to me um, at that age you know uh things that I didn't know anything about and when I tried to um eventually tell my dad <clears throat> um because my brother said if you don't tell I'm going to um when I uh when I tried to tell my dad he said I'm sure he was just giving you a hug so I just agreed with him I mean I was nine years old and um I just remember all the times that I was in the room, even though this had happened to um, one or two of my aunts with my great-grandpa, which would be their grandpa, that nobody ever came to check on me. Nobody ever came to find out where I was. Pretty much nobody ever rescued me, and I hold on to that to this day. Not so much as what my great-grandpa did to me, but the fact that nobody rescued me. Nobody believed me, and he ended up passing away, and it was one of the happiest days of my life. I've forgiven him, though, but it's still hard to hang on to that. So thanks for letting me share. God bless. This is in regards to the Angela Garcia um, being on the show today. I would just like to say um, I myself, as well, um, was molested, and it was from somebody in my own family. And it happened for such a long time, and I thought it was normal. Hi, I'm calling in regards to Angelo, um, Angelo Garcia being on the show. Um, he said that we could call in and leave a message of something, you know, that we had went through sexual abuse. Um, I was molested for many years by a family member. Um, I had to deal with a lot of things um, that came along with that as a child and thinking that it was fine, not having anybody talk about those things as being wrong. Um, so it was it was hard to realize after I found out what exactly was going on that it happened to me, that it was my family. And then struggling with dealing with it and wondering why no one ever told me that these things were wrong or why this person would do this to me. And then later in life, um, I had found out that she too was a victim of molestation when um, they were being watched by a family member. Uh, So it has been a vicious cycle in my family, and I am proud to say that it had stopped with me, that I went and got that I educated myself and I've educated my children so it could stop, that it wasn't going to continue to happen with my children. Um, and I hope with this being aired, with Angela being a figure that many people look to and listen to, um, that the outreach of love and the outreach of it's okay and you can get help and you can change it, you can stop it, um, is very powerful. And I want to thank you for um, doing this and giving me the time to um, share this. Jennifer shares with us, I was molested along with 20 other kids in a daycare 
by a 76-year-old man. He did things to us and made us do things to each other that I can't even say out loud. Guess what happened to him? He got probation. Probation. I got a lifetime of scars and dreams, and then one day I decided he didn't get to own me anymore, even from his grave. Now I am a survivor. I don't think I have ever publicly told a soul about what happened to me. So thanks, Angelo, for the opening. Love and hugs to all who have suffered or are suffering. You are loved. Hi, this is Kristen Harrington. Um, I'm calling because I was sexually molested by my neighbor down the hall when I was like seven years old. Um, my mom was a full-time nurse. She hired a babysitter from our old neighborhood and he proceeded to molest me while my mom was at work in his apartment shirtless. Um, he turned me over his shoulders and started molesting me then and I was screaming that I wanted my mom. Um, then he threw me on the bed and started making out with me and touching me in my private parts. So I've been having a really hard time dealing with it growing up, but I'm free now. You know, I just want to be me, live my life, and get the word out there to other victims that are suffering with this abuse out there. Hi, my name is Patty, and I was asked to call in about breaking the silence. As a child, I was molested by a family member, um, and I can't begin to tell you how hard it was to live my life. Um, remembering what happened and, you know, uh, every time, you know, I think about it, it, it even today, it, it, it still hurts being set in the back seat of a car, you know, and um, uh, being molested the way that I was and throughout my life, um, having men do the things that they did to me. Um, it's it's awful, and I hope that, you know, one day that they'll do more to these pedophiles than what they do now. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I just um, pray to God every day that, you know, I, one day I can forget it all, and I hope... You know that uh, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 hard. Very 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 hard. Uh, living on a day to day struggle with this. Um, still at the age of 54 years old. You know I I still dream about it and have horrible dreams about it. So yeah, thanks. And my name is Candy. Um, I was calling to share my story. I was three when I started getting molested, and my mom allowed it to happen, so the Child Protective Services placed me in the home of my paternal grandparents. These are people I grew to trust, and when I became 11 years old, my paternal grandfather started molesting me, and I never broke my silence because I didn't want my three brothers and sisters to be split apart. We tried everything, and we have been through so much, and I just didn't want to be apart from them because I was the one taking care of them and making sure they were safe. So I allowed it to happen. My cousin 
this happened at catch when she told a school counselor and the school counselor went from there and Child Protective Services placed me and my sister in the home of my father. And it was hard because I wasn't able to be around my brothers. I couldn't see my brothers. Me and my brothers were close, closer than me and my sisters. And I watched my father cry because he felt hopeless and he didn't, he couldn't do anything about it. And the detectives, they called me liars and pretty much dropped the case, so he got away with it. And looking back now, that's not okay. It should never be okay that someone gets away with something like that. So please, if it's happening to you, don't be afraid to speak out. Giselle emailed us. When I was six years old, my father touched me where he was not to touch any child. He put his hands down my pants. It was not right what he did to me. Still today, I get bad dreams. He did not pay for what he did to me. Now he is still walking, and I can't forget what he did to me. This is my story. Yes, my name is Melissa Bruckner, and I was calling uh, about... um, the uh, story that Angelo Garcia shared, he has been a great inspiration to me in coming out to my mother about my childhood sexual abuse. Um, When I was five years old, I was molested by a family friend that we went to church with. It was a little girl and not a little boy that molested me. Her and her cousin liked to molest me, and they would walk me in a little black trunk. I tried to tell my parents when I was little, and they didn't want to believe me, um, which made me have stomach issues. I started vomiting and um, started developing obsessive-compulsive disorder from Uh, the abuse which I overcame by myself but it manifests later in life and I'm dealing with that issue now. I just talked to my mom about it the other day after hearing Angela's story and it's really helping me. I'm seeing a counselor now but the girl who molested me um, I just recently found out that her father was arrested and went to prison for sexually abusing all four of her and her siblings. So he did do prison time and he is currently on the sex offender registry here in the town that I live in, in Newcastle, Indiana. Another story. My name is Mia, I'm 18 years old, and I'm a victim of sexual abuse. It's not something you really like to advertise about yourself. For so long, I thought it was my fault. Something must be wrong with me. My abuser was my own father, and that took a huge toll on me. You have no idea what a father should be in your life. That slimy monster that sneaks into your room in the middle of the night with malicious intent is not how you see daddy. I was lucky enough to get away from him when he gave up his rights. I was eight. I carried the secret with me until I was 12. This experience really destroyed my confidence respect for myself and I began a downward spiral. The things that go through your head, why? That's 
the biggest question, isn't it? Why? What drove some someone I loved and trusted so much to repeatedly hurt me for years? I let that pain control me for so long. I tried to pretend I was getting better and I just couldn't let go. I couldn't move on. Forgiving my abuser was the hardest thing I ever did. Forgiveness doesn't mean it's okay. It means I'm giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. And it was hard. I wanted nothing more than for him to feel the pain and betrayal I did, but I forgave him and the weight has been lifted from my heart. I could finally live my life without giving him control and trying to please him. I could finally move on. It, I still have bad days. It is something you can't, something you can't erase. The scars will always be there. I just have to remember that I am strong, and this is the only beginning of my healing. When I was 12, a man, well, from when I was 12 to when I was 16, a man would dress up as a clown, and he would make me his slave. He would make me do whatever he pleased. I then found out that he was having relationships with someone close to me, actually family-related. And it took me a very long time, 26 now, to forgive that man, to forgive him for what he did to me, and to forgive my family member for doing what they did. But today I'm a better person, and today I watch carefully. And as I see my six-year-old grow up, I watch her very carefully and warn her to be very careful. So break the silence, people. Let people know what's going on. Don't let it happen to you. Speak up. If you think something ain't right, get out of that situation. If you can't get out of that situation, then call the police. If you can't call the police, then fight back. Don't lay there like a lifeless person like I did. Fight back. Marcou wrote on Angelo's post, I can't call as I'm in the UK, but I don't mind telling my story. From the age of seven onwards, I was physically and sexually abused by my stepfather in front of my mother. You see, I was the black sheep of the family, blonde hair, skinny, high-pitched voice, and very feminine. I wasn't like any of my brothers and sisters and didn't fit in anywhere within the family. And for this, I was made a target not only by my stepfather, but by my brothers too. Physically beaten daily with whatever came to hand first. Then the sexual abuse, one that still haunts me today, being pinned to the floor by my brothers while them and my stepfather urinated over me while tearing away at my clothes, trying my best to get away and escape. The next thing I know was my stepfather had a snooker cue in his hand, a beating while all this was happening that would have been better. No, the pain, the burning, the tearing of the skin, I was in agony as my stepfather was raping me with a snooker cue. Where was my mother? Sitting in her chair, bottle feeding her latest born, watching and laughing. I can't remember what happened next. All I remember is the pain and disgust and the blood. This went on for years along with the threats of if you say anything to anyone, you'll be taken away and no one will want you. Then you'll end up in a boy's home and you'll become their toy. It was my nan who noticed something one day and finally got to tell her and let it all out. I was removed from them and my grandparents stepped in. I'm nearly 40 now and I'm still dealing with those memories. I've had many years of counseling and some of it has helped, but every so often that box comes flying wide open and I end up self-harming again. I'd like to just also say don't get to my age and still have these issues destroy your life and hold you back in fear of doing things. It's what you go through that makes you the person you are today. It took me years to accept myself as gay and to allow others to get close to me and to have genuine people around me and to accept love. 
Love to you all. Someone tells us, I was sexually abused when I was 13 until I was 16 by my adopted dad. I could not take it anymore, so I put myself back in the system and moved out of the town. Plus, he got away with it by the cops in my hometown at the time. I am scared of him, and I'm 28 years old now, and I have a hard time going back to my hometown just for a few days to visit my friends. Out of my three siblings, only two believed me. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm calling to uh, tell my story. Um, I'm 53. I was um, sexually molested from 7 to 10 by my stepdad. Um, you know, at, at that time, I... You know, my father was not in the picture. He wasn't very active. And so male attention, I wasn't really, of course, at seven years old, any kind of attention that is fatherly, or at least you think is fatherly, is is welcome. And um, I realized when I turned 10 and I got my period that this was not what I thought was fatherly attention. And it was just horrifying. It was horrifying to realize that what, he was doing was wrong and I somehow felt guilty and felt like I had, you know, either encouraged it along or that I had betrayed my mother at some point. Um, I'm still carrying this around with me. It's, like I said, I'm 53. This happened from 7 to 10 and then it was finally brought out um, when I was like 14, but this was like the 60s and 70s and Things weren't like they are now where you have all these agencies, you know, Child Protective Services and all this other stuff to um, to help you as a child to um, take, you know, the responsibility that the parent is not taking in, in making you safe. So even now at 53, I find that, you know, this invades my life. I have never had a decent relationship. I'm alone. I'm I don't trust anyone. I feel like um, every man in the world is out to use me and abuse me, and I refuse to allow it to happen, so I keep to myself. Is this frustrating? Yes, it's extraordinarily frustrating, especially when you're not well physically, and then you have emotional issues, and you just try to get by in your life, and, you know, my thing is, is I like to keep drama free, and the less drama I have, the better, so... You know, I don't allow people to get close to me. I, you know, my stepfather pretty much, like, f***ed my life up. You know, I just, you know, I wished him dead and he is dead, and I'm, I'm not sorry for that. I just, you know, when you when you wake up to realize that, you know, this attention that you enjoyed and you thought was okay is something horrific, and... It's just horrible. It's just horrible to, you know, have to deal with. So I just wanted to, you know, say my little part, but to also say that even though, you know, you carry it with you forever and you have to deal with it on different levels, that, you know, don't give up. Life has got so many good things that overcome the bad. And that I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to have a child. I'm so grateful that I'm still alive and fighting and kicking and whatever. So, you know, I deal with it professionally on a weekly basis with my therapist. But 
I also encourage people to do that, to look for help and to, you know, find, you know, that place that gives them peace and to go for it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Heather writes, it unfortunately happened to me when I was a child, not once or twice, but three times. I didn't tell anyone until I was an adult. I felt ashamed, disgusted, confused why someone would hurt me. I was 17 the last time it happened to me by a man that I loved and trusted. I confided in and was my best friend that I looked up to. It was my stepfather. I was ill with appendicitis. It was rupturing. I went to stay with him a few weeks out of the summer like I always did for years. And I was, as I was laying there clinging on to life with 105 degree fever and passing in and out of consciousness, he molested me instead of getting me help. Left me there for days dying. I was too weak to move and I didn't stay awake for long. And then I passed out. I remember hearing someone crying and screaming open the door as they were running with my skinny lifeless body cradled in their arms. Next thing I knew, I woke up on an operating table and had tubes coming out of my mouth, my nose, and body. And I passed back out. I was in the hospital for almost two weeks. My second night there, I asked the doctor before he left the room, would I have died? And he stopped and looked at me in the doorway and said, you're lucky that you got here when you did. You wouldn't have made it through the night. And guess who called the hospital room? on the third day, my stepdad. He asked me if I was okay. I had flashbacks and started to cry. I told him I remembered what he did to me and I told him to go to hell and never speak to me again. I held a lot of hate for him for many years, but I am 37 now and I forgive him only because the hate only hurt me and hindered me from moving on. After he died of cancer, I thought I would feel better, but I didn't. It ate me up inside, it haunted me, it saddened my very soul, but I don't have to carry the chains anymore. I don't have to feel condemned by his evilness because my heart deserves to be happy, not burdened by such awful memories. To forgive doesn't mean to forget or accept. It means being stronger than what tried to break you. Um, hello, my name is Veronica Martinez. You guys contact me by the, um, my story of when I got molested by my uncle. Well, I was 12 when this happened. I was walking through the, I was walking through my hometown. I used to live in a horse farm, and my uncle works in it. And he made me believe there was a little baby horse who was born, which is, I love horses. I was a 12-year-old. And he kind of convinced me to go there, and he molested me. I kept that for a secret till I was 16. Finally told everybody the truth. The only people that believed me was my mom and dad. But my aunt, she was the best woman ever I ever had. She was like a friend to me. And what she did, she denied me. And she believed she was a child molester in her own family. And for a few years, I kept crying by it every time I mentioned her name. That I finally cooperate to deal with everything that happens in your life. Don't let it get to you. Keep going forward. Trust me. I went through a lot in life. I got molested when I was a kid, left by my real parents, and I've been abused by my ex, which is my daughter's father, and I still stand by. And I've been isolated when I was a kid. I still stand by. So my word to everybody is, be strong. Don't let the past get to you. This story is from Caroline. 
Sadly, I was abused as a child. It's sad that men and women would do such things to children. It affects us who have gone through it or are going through it in so many ways. Not only does it take our innocence away, but it ruins our trust and destroys us emotionally and mentally. Some people handle it differently. Some turn to drinking or drugs to kill the emotional pain of it. Some take their own lives. And yes, many blame themselves. In my case, when I finally told about my stepfather and his sexual abuse towards me when I was living with my father, my stepfather called and said I wanted it. Then my mother called and claimed that claimed in fact it was my fault it happened but the sick fact of of it all was it was my mother to blame a bad thing to state but my mother had four girls and then a boy my brother was born with cerebral palsy and after his birth my mother had her tubes tied so because she couldn't have any more children her next best options were her daughter my oldest sister myself and my little sister before my before my brothers were the target Sad and, sickness, sad and sickens me that things like this happen so many, for so many sick reasons, and I shame nothing will ever done was done lawfully, lawfully to my mother or stepfather for their actions. But in the end, karma did catch up to them both. My father died of liver disease alone in his apartment from all the drinking he had done in his ch- childhood to the last day of his life, and my mother died of pancreatic cancer. I know it's not good for me to say that they both pretty much got what they deserved. In my heart, I feel they did. I did visit my mother before she passed away to pretty much get some closure and to hopefully get over this pain. I have felt since day one of what happened to me as a child till up until my teen years, which continues to affect me even now at 41 years of age. It did lift some weight off me, but it will never erase the memories. And even still will continue to affect me emotionally, but I will continue to be the woman I am today, strong, compassionate, and a fighter. Hi, Dr. Zoe. My mom's boyfriend molested me from the time I was 8 to about 15. When I would try to tell my mom about it, she didn't believe me. She used to say, oh, he loves you too much to do that. Even when my mom was in the other room sleeping, he would molest me, and she would never believe me. Please share my story and help other people raise awareness. Thank you again, Dr. Zoe. Bye. Hi, I'm from Georgia, and I was raped at the age of 16 by a family member and then also I trusted a friend and went out with him and was beaten and raped at age 17 so I had two sexual um, abuses one right after the other which gives me a complex today that I work with and deal with daily with a counselor Um, but I'm dealing with it and doing well thank you Joyce shares, I am a survivor of childhood molestation by my father and grandfather. My dad was an alcoholic. He would wake me up during the middle of the night, accuse me of running around outside at night with friends. When I was five to nine years old, he would make me run around the house barefoot in the freezing winter snow until he told me to stop. He would fondle me when my mom was at work. This happened from age three till I finally knew it was not normal when I was eight. My grandfather molested me around the same ages. My grandmother would make me go to the basement to watch TV. My grandfather would come down not too long after and have me sit on his lap and he would fondle me. He and my dad till the day they passed denied everything. My dad did end up going to jail for a couple of years after molesting my niece. My self-esteem was low growing up as a child. I was also physically abused by my mother bullied in elementary school. I still struggle with anxiety and depression. I know what Angelo went through as a child. He turned out to be a great and wonderful entertainer. Hi, 
when I was a child, I think I was about four or five years old, and um, my stepfather molested me. And I never told my mother until I was in my 20s. Um, I also was married, and I had finally came out with it when I was married, what happened to me when I was younger. And my husband had some issues, and he actually ended up raping me and putting a knife to my throat. And it's hard for me to talk about. I go into a space when I talk about this. Like, I backtrack because I'm still trying to deal with it. And I know a lot of people probably that this has happened to, it's hard to talk about. But it's good for you to get it out. And this is why I am calling not just to get it out for me, but I'm calling too to let other people know to let it out because it is going to help you in the long run. You know, forget about the people that did that this to you. It's going to help you. And it, it stinks that it's happened to so many people. Um, I know with me, it makes me sick to my stomach. I, I felt disgusting. I felt when I was younger, when I, would, I wouldn't date men. I was more towards women. I just was not attracted to men when I was younger. Eventually, as I got into my teen years, I started dating guys. But I think that did, um, being molested by my stepfather, who I thought was my real father at the time, it, you know, just put a bad spot in my heart for guys. I didn't trust them whatsoever. And then when I did start trusting again, and then I got married, and I came out with what happened to me. You know, my husband at the time ended up using it against me and holding a knife to my throat, and he raped me. Um, you know, you don't think your husband can rape you, but yes, they absolutely can, you know. And it it just put me back into that spot like when I was a child, but I'm not going to let those people hold me back anymore because it does hold you back. And it is scary to come out and say anything about it. And I just want everyone out there that this has happened to, to I just want to say, like, I understand where you're coming from. And I understand it's scary to come out with it. And it is very scary. And it's hard to talk about, but it's good that you do it. Um, thank you for listening to me, and sorry if I wasn't on point with everything. Like I said, this is the first time I've talked about it, so it's hard for me to really get into things. Hopefully this is useful for everyone. Thank you. Bye. This is Dr. Zoe, and I want to thank each of you that were so brave in sharing your stories tonight. If you're listening and you need help, I want to give you a few very good resources. The first one is the National Sexual Assault Hotline. They offer confidential, judgment-free, 
support, someone you can talk to about what happened, information about medical concerns, information about your local laws, information also to help you with resources to take the next steps to healing and recovery. That number is toll-free 1-800-656-HOPE. That's toll-free 1-800-656-HOPE. Also, if you are a child who is being sexually abused or an adult that suspects a child is being sexually abused, even if you're a parent that needs to learn how to open up a discussion with your child about sexual abuse, you can call the National Child Abuse Hotline. That's 1-800-4-A-CHILD. 1-800-4-A-CHILD. Thank you.